0: Welcome back to Dial for for Heroclix. This is episode 219. I'm your host, Chris Britton. So let's go. Nice <laughs> <laughs> Dial for HeroClix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest HeroClix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio again today is my sexy ranch hand co-host Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder?
1: Howdy, howdy! Let's get rowdy.
0: Oh my gosh, We've, we're playing catch up, man.
1: It's yeah. There's a lot we gotta cover.
0: Ah, so much. Stuff. I, I feel like this is gonna be a shorter episode. Because if you did not catch it, we just released an episode like yesterday or two days ago. I don't even know what day of the week Time is,
1: is relative in podcast anymore. land, anyways. <laughs>
0: more, But, hey, let's, let's keep on trucking along. We normally like to start off with what made us happy this week. Uh, Calder, you want to start us off?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, a bit of sad news. My favorite TV show ever is Ash vs. Evil Dead, and it did get canceled this year. The good news meant that they were going to sell all of the props and costumes from that show. So my my what made me really happy this week is I actually won some like background display pieces from the show. So I got a a powerlifting belt, a pair of they aren't Chuck Taylors, they're like rip-off Chuck Taylors, you know, All-Stars and a uh, football that was in Ash's like bedroom in one of the one of the seasons. The coolest part is the little certificate that says Ash vs. Evil Dead, genuine blah, 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 episode appearance. It's awesome. It's really cool just to own something that was actually on a TV show. Like, you can look at it on screen like, that's in my basement. Not in a creepy way.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you keep in your basement? Uh, never mind. I don't want to know. I have
1: that. a cardboard cat out of Captain America. Uh, you know, like, normal <laughs> normal basement stuff. Three different cowboy hats. Basement three, stuff. Three Chris. human
0: skeletons. Uh,
1: Those are upstairs.
0: NBD, whatever. Um, <laughs> <all right. laughs> well, I'm Chris. glad. I'm glad that uh, that made you happy. I'm sorry that your show got canceled, though.
1: It does suck, but you know, whatever. Life goes on. What made you?
0: Happy? Uh, you know, honestly, the probably biggest thing that made me happy this week is us dropping the last episode, which was our interview. With Jeteri, the 2013 Golden Age the World Champion, the one and yeah. only. Before uh, <laughs> kids actually stopped doing that championship thing. So, uh, but yeah. Anyway, if you have not gotten a chance to go and listen to that, we had a lot of fun. We learned a lot of stuff about that um, on air, off of air. It was a lot of really cool stuff that we learned, and uh, I was really happy about that. But more happy to actually press the publish button on the actual thing so i could be like oh my gosh the amount of editing that i had to do for that was intense oh yeah yeah it was some extreme camping man it was intense nailed it (laughs) let's get into the news section Right, as always, everything we're going to talk about, if there is a link for it, whether that be on YouTube or on one of the numerous uh, publications online, we're going to throw that in Thank the show notes, and you can go and check that out at your leisure. So, let's start off with DC news. People think that we constantly hate on DC. But probably because we, we do. We do sometimes, <laughs> but this is uh, not hating on DC. Let's talk about DC's streaming platform that's going to be launching real soon. Um, a little bit of information on that, just so you guys know, there's an official monthly subscription dollar amount for the DC Universe. That's going to be $7.99 monthly. Um, the show, there, there is going to be a daily show called DC Daily that is associated with this uh, streaming service. And until the streaming service actually drops, the DC Daily Show will be showing up on YouTube. So you can actually go and check that out, see what it's going to look like before um, you get onto the DC Universe. Uh, But the show kicks off at uh, 4.30 p.m. uh, Pacific time on August 29th. So that's five days from now. So uh, that's looking pretty cool. And it's saying that the DC Daily Show is going to cover things, um, just what's happening in the DC world. Uh, whether that's the comics, the TV shows, the movies, Terrible all, movies, all things DC related. So you guys can go and check that out. So I I thought that was pretty sweet.
1: I actually, for how cheap the service is, I actually might get it. It's going to be kind of cool. Really? Yeah, I, I, probably, I probably will. Uh, depending on how Doom Patrol looks, I think that's going to be the kicker, whether or not I subscribe.
0: You know, I mean, a but lot of people hate, hate the Titans TV show, but I feel like I need to see it.
1: I, oh, Chris, that's just – that's giving me newfound, like, joy in life,
0: it's re-watching titans. that tr- it's Titans. It's titans. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, if you are into that, there's information in the podcast show notes. Check that out. Uh, next thing is Marvel Rising is coming out. If you're not familiar with that, it's this – it's like a new show that Marvel is putting out. And the first episode, they went ahead and dropped online on YouTube – so, uh, that's pretty sweet. I actually sat down last night and watched the first episode of it with Jaylene. It was actually really good. It's mostly starring Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, Squirrel, oh, Girl, Squirrel Girl, and um, uh, do, do... Gwen, Gwen, one of the Gwens. Yep, right? Gwen. Yep, good call. So, uh, th- yeah. it's actually pretty good. And uh, Quake is in it. And, oh, really? yeah, not only is Quake in it, but Quake is actually voiced by... Chloe Bennett, it's the same actress that plays Quake in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's awesome. TV show. So, that's pretty cool. I like when they do stuff like that. This is one of those things where I'm like, Marvel has their stuff together. They keep making good yeah. decisions. So, uh, go watch that if you haven't already. Uh, there was a new Iron Fist trailer that dropped last week. And it's, it's looking pretty good, actually.
1: Look at those bandanas, Chris.
0: I mean, the bandanas are there. But, I mean... It looks like since, how, how far into spoiler territory can we go for the Netflix world?
1: Well, I mean, Iron Fist came out over a year ago, right? So if it's Iron Fist-related spoilers, I think we should be safe. Defenders was also pretty much, I think it came out in September of last year, right? So I'm pretty sure we're safe. It's been on Netflix. Some people give it like two weeks for spoilers just because of how easy it is to watch it.
0: Okay, fair enough. Well, I don't want to go too far into it in case somebody out there hasn't watched it, but well, suffice it to say that Iron Fist has kind of taken over Hell's Kitchen under, you know, because Matt Murray Reasons? asked him to. So yeah, um, that's what he's doing, and uh, it looks like there's some actual character development, and this won't be as bad as the first season. Hopefully. Hopefully. I just say
1: my character is going to develop between seasons. No way <laughs> during
0: there are shows where there is zero character development across like 25 seasons. Mm. I'm looking at you Pokemon.
1: He's got to catch them all man.
0: Ash is the same character now as he has always been. And that is an idiot. So
1: Ooh. Ah. he is
0: the worst Pokemon master ever as in he's not a master at all. Um,
1: but, you sound like Gary. Ugh. Just mean. You
0: no, know, Gary's cool, actually. <laughs> G- Gary's cooler than Ash. Gary at least knows what he's doing. Um, Ugh. All right, let's move on, though. Pokemon we, podcast. We did actually get. Uh, this is a Heroclix podcast, by the way. All right. And uh, we did get some spoilers for the upcoming uh, Battle World set that is going to be coming out. Uh, we got our first look at. The Dyson Tokens pack, but I honestly, I can't tell you exactly who's in the the tokens. I see a so, Hulk, an Annihilus. I see a Vampire, Miss Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel, and that's as far as I got.
1: So that's just basically Spider Island stuff for the token pack, then?
0: Sure, yeah. Do you
1: want to read what we can of some of these characters and dials if no. we put on?
0: Yeah, so whoever took the pictures for this stuff could have done a lot better job. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. For future reference, whenever you see stuff, guys, like, cool your jets, take a breather, a few breaths in and out, and then slowly and calmly snap a couple of pictures. Wide, you know, get get the dial in there, get the card in there. It's not that hard.
0: It's 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 really not. And also, uh, landscape exists on your phone. You don't have to take everything in portrait. Uh, but whatever. All right. So we knew about Ultimate Thor. We knew about um, T'Challa, Black Panther with the Infinity Gauntlet. It looks like we have a Carolina Dean uh, because she's part of the, the Runaways. The Runaways, we, we got our first, is going
1: to be a Fast Forces. Yeah, we, got, I, we
0: knew that there was a, a Runaways, Fast Forces. We got our first look at them. They all kind of look pretty uninteresting, honestly. None of them have, like, really crazy dynamic poses. However, there is one character on the bottom you can't really see it very well, and it's being covered up by the box art on the box. So maybe this isn't a finished product or anything like that, and they'll fix that? thought that was a little weird.
1: Maybe it's a secret. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I don't know. But that's uh, that's what we know from that. Now, we did get... What, three character actual dials, uh, or not, well, some of the dials, a little bit of the dial. This is what we were complaining about a second ago. Um, So I know one of these you're going to want to talk about, so why don't you just go ahead and start off.
1: Okay, I'll start off. So something I was very excited for this entire set is the shifting focus Captain America. We got to see the Electro Shield Sculpt, and finally we get to see uh, two traits in the first three clicks of the dial. And still can't see the point value, which is driving me insane. Huh. Whoever took this. Yeah, it's got like to be like a
0: 50-point dial, man.
1: I, I got to feel, I feel like it's going to be 65 or 70, Chris. Because we don't know what else those clicks are. And he has dominant, no, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, he's amazing stats the first three clicks. Definitely has not fallen off early in the game. So, Captain America, he has shifting focus. It's called Man Out of Time. So, I imagine there's going to be a couple of Steve Rogers or Cap or maybe Sheriff whatever in the set, so they're going to make it Man Out of Time instead of just Captain America. Uh, This Electro Shield version has Shield and Spy. His one trait, and his only special anything on the style, is Expandable Hard Light Shield. Energy Shield Deflection, period, free. Choose one to last until your next turn. Adjacent friendly characters modify defense by plus one when targeted by a range attack, or choose a side of a square that Captain America occupies. As long as Captain America occupies that square, opposing lines of fire drawn through that square are blocked. So kind of like the old U.S. agent from the Nick Fury set. Pretty solid, although this Captain America, since he can't throw the light shield, uh, has zero range. No special combat symbols except for Indomitable, which is awesome. Now, not all of them are going to probably have Indomitable, just like how only one of the Dead Fools has Indomitable. Or maybe they all will. Who knows? Uh, Top dial he has some sidestep Toughness shape change Second two clicks he goes into charge With uh, quake And continuing with toughness Loses shape change and he gets sidestep again On the fourth click and whatever happens After that is is, Your guess is as good as mine I got no idea
0: You realize if if the picture the, The photographer of this picture Would have just like panned One inch to the right when they took this Picture we wouldn't be having this conversation That's so true Alright, well, this seems to be a more defensive Captain America, so there's that, and I really can't wait to see where it goes from there. Uh, The next figure that we got is my boy Thanos, except for it's not a Thanos exactly, it's a Thanos duplicate, is its official name. It is 7A. Ooh. I know. Ah. So, we'll see what happens there. So... Battle World is a new keyword now in the game, going into keywords. And does that say other or order? Because I cannot tell.
1: It's, it looks like other. So it looks like Battle World, other, and then Black Order means Thanos, Cosmic, etc. It seriously looks like other, though.
0: Maybe it's Maybe Battle it's... World colon other, and then there's going to be like Battle World... I, 1862
1: or whatever. Ooh, that would be interesting. Or okay. maybe it's Battle World Otter and this Thanos is really an Ooh, animal. yeah. <laughs>
0: it's definitely probably crushing shells on his chest using a stone. I get this now. <laughs> <laughs> Minions of Thanos keyword is something I'm really looking forward to. I love that. So um, this is not, I guess, Thanos proper. What do we got going on here? We have... We have a sideways picture that says it's either 50 or 25 points, five range, with one special combat symbol that's going to be indomitable. We have two, no, one trait. It is called Time Gem Duplicates. Thanos duplicate starts the game on click number one, on the click number one, that appears after the orange KO. Until an effect requires it, you don't have to reveal the point value of a 7a thanos duplicate okay so you can run these i guess at 25 points alone or you can run it at 50 points now the first two clicks this is very very reminiscent of any time they've pretty much made like duplicate versions of a character so like, like
1: mcfury and loki Jamie
0: madrox mysterio oh, yeah. uh, all those yeah so the first two clicks are identical on the 50-point line and then the 25-point line. You have uh, top dial, 8-speed with sidestep, 11-attack with uh, precision strike, which is good, 17-defense with toughness, and 3-damage with a special damage power. The damage power is called Your Gym is a Pale Imitation of the Real Thing, like you. Mm-hmm. Probability control, but only to reroll roll an adjacent opposing character's attack roll. So... This is weird because for twenty five points basically you just run them across the map and base somebody, yeah and and then uh you have probability controls and it's like you you're playing tag with Thanos, so that's I kind can dig <laughs> it that's kinda cool. I like it a little bit um they are a common at least, so you should be able to get your hands pretty easily on these um so the twenty five point line only has two clicks but the 50 point line goes into four clicks the first two are pretty much they're identical the powers stay the same except for it goes from sidestep to phasing teleport drops one attack everything else is pretty much the same the two clicks after that are running shot with seven speed 11 attack 18 defense with invulnerability and four base damage with probability control so he's really not that bad. The only thing is, um, there's no flopping of uh figures. Like on like with the Nick Fury one, if they targeted one of your Nick Furies before the actions resolved or whatever, before they rolled, you could move the characters around a little bit. Oh right. There's no ability to do that with these. So I your your um placement is really gonna come in to play on this, but other than that, I, I think it's actually... This is a pretty decent common. I like it as a common. This is cool.
1: I think it's going to be great in sealed. That 50-point or 25-point filler is, is really good. Tie-up piece. I mean, this he's not bad at all.
0: Yeah, and he still has indom. I mean, he's also True. actually a, a tertiary attacker for 25 points.
1: With persistent strike, 5 range, yeah.
0: And 3 damage. 3 damage, yeah. So, he, yeah, he's actually really good. Now, um, that's all I got to say about that. Now, I, Before we go on to the next figure, do you mind if I cover this? Because I know you got a bunch of stuff to talk about uh, ROC-related once we get back yeah, to the figures.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Go for cool. it. Cool.
0: If you, if you didn't know this about me, you're a newer listener. I love Captain Marvel as a character, so I love always talking about Captain Marvel anytime I can. So Captain Marvel, um, we don't know exactly what's going on, but we believe she's 125 points, 6 range, flight, no other special combat wh- symbols. Wh-
1: why don't they give her Indomitable? I don't. I don't understand why they've because been they shucking her on Captain that. Because they
0: Captain Marvel. I don't know. The uh. the one that I still run to this day is the one from was it Galactic? Not Galactic Guardians. Gar- Guardians yep. of the Galaxy. Yeah. Where if she like dies, she kind of resurrects, and you roll, and you may end up on one click or the other. But like that's the one I still use because she has Indom, and that's the one that seems the most like Captain Marvel to me from the comics. So. Right. Um. All right. So 125 points. She is 37A. All right.
1: So I gotta. I think that maybe. So she's one of the few characters in Spider Island, or actually one of the couple of characters, that went from being a spider to being something else. So I think the 37B is gonna be the zombie, not vampire. zombie, vampire. Yeah. That's right, vampire. I Captain think
0: Marvel. you you nailed it. Uh, you hit the nail on the head on that one. I okay. think that that's almost a guarantee that she's gonna be that one. Uh, but. Okay, we have a, a trait. It's called Homo Arachnis. She has plasticity and poison, so that's kind of cool. Uh, as far as keywords go, we have Avengers. Ba- oh, I just confirmed what I said a minute ago. Battleworld colon Spider Island. All right? Very nice. Animal, monster, soldier. And we can't see uh, much of what's going on because it only shows the first – 4 clicks of her dial, a little bit into the 5th click of her dial, but top dial she has 12 speed with charge, 11 attack with super strength, 18 defense with impervious, 4 damage. So this is, she hits really hard for 125 points. With empower, uh, she has a special defense power called dogfighting and energy absorption, but she doesn't get this until click number 3, 4, and it looks 5 as well. Uh, It says, energy shield deflection and super senses when Captain Marvel is hit by or evades a ranged attack after resolutions heal her two clicks. So, that's kind of cool. It's neat. If you read this, would would you take it to mean where if she's on top dial and she takes damage and lands on one of those, you'd still get a hit? You'd heal? 'Cause it's after resolutions, heal her two clicks.
1: Yeah, you were hit by an attack. I would assume that yeah, she could bounce back up top.
0: So that could be good. It would um, the the rest of her dial, it says that she has penetrating psychic blasts, uh, precision strike, hypersonic speed. Oh, she has she it shows hypersonic speed on click three and four. And then on click five it has a running shot with pin psi. And past that, you can't really see what's going and on. And
1: sometimes she's going to pick up Battle Fury, I guess. So I think she has a much deeper dial. So I think it might be really good, combined with that special defense power and everything and having a deep dial. Probably a really solid figure. Again, give her indomitable, guys. Seriously.
0: Yeah. I like how her hypersonic speed is called like a fighter jet.
1: Yeah. She's a pilot! <laughs> All
0: right. I'm glad they gave her the soldier keyword, too. because that That's pretty solid. All right, that's as far as we got on the Battle World spoilers. So, Calder, hit me with ROC news.
1: ROC stuff. So, there are upcoming ROC tournaments. A week from today, September 1st, is going to be the Majestics Open Series. There's all sorts of other ones. They're all on our Facebook page. There's a one in Houston. Uh, let's just go by towns. There's one in Baden, Texas, Lexington, Kentucky, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Orange, Orange California. I, I didn't know. Uh, whatever. Bangkok, Thailand. So, for everybody in Thailand... Boom, hit it. Huntsville, Alabama, Chicago, Illinois, uh, Whit- Whitby, sorry, Ontario, Greensboro, North Carolina, and Woodlands, Texas. I'm going to be at the one in Chicago, Illinois, which is the 22nd super, sorry, excuse me, mega super qualifier, the Dice Dojo. So come by, say hi. Also, go to those events, because you're going to want to qualify for the Rock World Cup in October. Sorry, excuse me, Rocktober. Because besides cool little trophies, the first place prize gets a four thousand
0: dollar check. Woo!
1: Man, making money playing heroquakes. is—that is, that is what I like to see.
0: That—that's actually a pretty decent chunk of change. It's, it's there. a lot. So yeah, good luck. If there's any of our listeners that go to any of these, you place very well, or even if you don't, let us know how you guys did. We'd love to hear it, and maybe we can talk about it on the podcast. And most importantly, uh, if you do. Show up at one of these. You have some downtime. You start chatting with people you don't know, as the Dial H community likes to do. We know you guys are friendly out there and personable, so uh, spread the good word of Dial H, because uh, you can, you know, hear more people. Rank it's up a win-win. Win. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Do you have anything else on ROC?
1: Uh, that is all,
0: okay. Well, before we move on to community. Uh, well, let's give us some stuff away. And before we do that, I should probably say that Dial H for Heroclix works off the value-for-value value model. Our goal is to entertain you guys and gals, so if you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us some love and leveling up your heroic rank and earn your heroic title. Like Citizen, Vigilante, or Protagonist. And heroic rank level ups occur the first episode of every month. And, uh, yeah, you guys will always be in the podcast show notes because you are contributors to the podcast. We always appreciate and love you guys. Um, really, guys, not much? Always, you should always go out there and show your favorite content creators some love. Uh, you can jump on our Patreon, even for like a dollar a month. That would help cover the cost of uh, the podcast costs. That helps us out a lot. So, um, Let's give some stuff away. Uh, our boy, Enrageous, and this is his wonderful way of giving back to our community, is uh, giving away a couple things for us, and we appreciate you, man. And we gave away a copy copy of Justice League War. We tried to, but the gentleman never got back with the special code for um, receiving it and being sent to him. So we went ahead and re-rolled that as well as X-Men First Class, all Blu-rays. Given away this week, so uh, we got another person to give Justice League War away to. That's going to be Peter Zachary, and X-Men First Class. We are going to give that to Jacob Marcus. So, gentlemen, go ahead and text uh, or by text us. I mean, message us on Facebook or Twitter. Code name Despacito.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez.
0: Despacito, send that code name in uh, to us and with your contact information. And we will be able to get that sent out to you ASAP. All right. Before we get into community, the full-blown community that we normally do, this is a disclaimer. We are not going to do the full-blown community like we (laughs) normally do. Uh, We've just been so swamped recently and just trying to catch up. So um, we're going to expedite this one. But let's do this. There are dozens of us. Dozens! As always on Facebook and on Twitter, we put a Community Tuesdays question up a couple of weeks ago. We put up the Community question, following the typical three new dials and one new sculpt format, which three characters would you like to see in the future OP kit? And which one would you have the new sculpt, and what would it be? Uh, Calder, would you like to go?
1: Yeah. Uh, so first off, my answer is, and for everybody that likes DC, this is for you, we need so badly – uh, for me especially. We need a new Guy Gardner. But not just a Green Lantern Guy Gardner or Red Lantern or whatever. We have very good, like, pinnacle versions of him as that core. I want a 1990s Justice League slash his own series Yellow Lantern Guy Gardner when he beat up Sinestro and took his ring. Like, that. that's the Guy Gardner I'm missing in my life. Total plain-looking dude. So he'd be him with a new sculpt and then just uh, do Fire and Ice because they were also Justice League International Ice is Guy's girlfriend. It all works out. Everybody's related. But give Guy the, the yellow lantern ring. That's what I want.
0: Okay. Uh, I am going to go a completely different route. People are like, who's going to pick something Marvel? Ha! Tr- joke's on you, guys. Uh, I want to go back and make an OP kit for Invincible. <laughs> oh, jeez. I know, right? So, Invincible, I actually would. The other ones, I'm fine with them reusing the sculpt. Uh, Invincible, I would like that very iconic look where he's just had the crap beat out of him, and he's got, like, blood coming out of his mouth, and his, uh, his costume is all torn and stuff like that. I just I always thought that was really cool. Um, as far as the other two characters, I would really like to see an Omni-Man, and then I would also like to see either an Adam Eve or an Angstrom Levy because he was such an awesome bad guy. He was, like, one of the cooler bad guys in the Invincible run. So um, that would be me. Uh, what we did is actually, instead of reading all of these, Calder and I picked our top three favorites, and we're just going to go through those. So, Calder, you want to start us off on the Facebook?
1: Absolutely. So first off is Jeff Pellier. Uh Way back in Avengers number 16, Cap recruited the new Avengers. The, new team, the rest of the team stepped away for one reason or another. The new recruits were Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, and Vision Collectively, they were called Cap's Cookie Quartet. I'd like Cap and Hawkeye to be reused sculpts, and a new sculpt being Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch as a duo. I really dug this answer.
0: Wait, did he say in Vision as well?
1: Yeah, Vision was there too, but who cares. He said Vision, but he probably meant Quicksilver.
0: Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. I, uh, we got to correct some things here real quick. But yeah, it'd be, it'd be Quicksilver. Vision but. didn't
1: show up till later. What a cat.
0: Truth. All right. Uh, We have an answer from Citizen Collectible said, masquerading Masters of Evil OP kit. Uh, One, Baron Zemo with the Superior Foes sculpt. Two, is Moonstone with the Avengers Assemble sculpt. By the way, they should really just remake her anyway because that one was garbage from the Avengers Assemble set. It's true. Um, She's actually... Really powerful in the comics, so I don't know why they made her that bad. And three, with the new sculpt, is going to be Beetle. Um, I wonder, I can't remember which Beetle that is. That's that's gonna be the one that ends up being uh, like Mach Four, I think.
1: Oh, is that, that what, makes that, sense. Is
0: that what he becomes eventually, and then Mach Five, Six, Seven, Eight, whatever his name is now?
1: The, you know, the next mocks that would go in order numerical wise. Well, now there's actually.
0: There's actually a new beetle in Marvel Comics, and it's a Well, it's female. a chick,
1: yeah. She's yeah. a superior foe.s she's, she's pretty cool, actually. That's a good one. Correct. Yeah, no, I uh, like her. <laughs> <laughs> but Mach 5 sucked. No, I'm just uh <laughs> Uh, uh <laughs> Kari Sampson. Uh, the Ultimates keyword, modern age reviews of GG, Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel, he means, uh, yeah. You, you, know, you know which Captain Marvel I'm talking about. And the AOU, Black Panther. A uh, brand new dual dial uh, for Spectrum and Blue Marble, both no longer saddled with that barely useful Mighty Avengers trait. Oh, that was pretty cool.
0: What are you talking about? That trait was like OP.
1: Yeah, man. Everyone oh. was
0: using it back in the day.
1: Every, every turn, everyone. every turn triggered. Uh. <laughs> uh,
0: the second answer I got from Twitter is from Matt, just Matt. He wants the JSA made. He would like a reused Dr. Fate uh, he would like a reused Spectre and then a new Michael Holt version of Mr. Terrific. So that seems pretty cool. And also, I don't remember the last time Mr. Terrific was made. So I'm going to look that up real quick while you go.
1: That was probably like, ugh, forever ago, ugh, Mr. Terrific. Yeah. Anyways, uh, this next one is from J.R. Smith, if I can find your name. I don't know why it disappeared all of a sudden. There it is. An OP kit based on the M2 universe. New dial for the J2 Juggernaut. Sculpt and repainted a new dial. Uh, Just normal Spider-Girl and a new sculpt, maybe. Uh, And then take your pick from the next ones. I will take my pick. I'll name them all first, but Stinger, Mainframe, American Dream, and Wild Thing. Uh, Everybody else can go, but we need an American Dream. So bad. Oh, so bad. So really, that's what we're going with. We're going with Juggernaut, Spider-Girl, American Dream. Thank you guys for working with me. Glad he enjoyed it.
0: So, by the way, DC's 75th 75th anniversary is the last time they made Mr. Terrific.
1: Oh, it was like five five years ago? And and honestly,
0: that's not even, I don't think that's who he's talking about anyway. That's not uh, Mr. Holt. I think Mr. Holt is the last one they made him was from uh, Legacy? What? Oh, man. Yeah. All right, then. Well, there's that. Yeah, they probably (laughs) should remake them. So uh, there you go. The last answer I have on Twitter is going to be from Jason Levine, and the reason why I chose this one is because I've been reading Doctor Strange recently, as far as comic books go. I've been in the whole mystical side of Marvel, and I just really liked this answer. So, uh, Man-Thing, which it's been a minute since they made Man-Thing.
1: Yeah, an entire year since Avengers Defenders War.
0: Has it been that far? Or, it's been a year already?
1: I think so. It's been oh, a year man. since that. I
0: it. know that you may were trying to make it sound like it wasn't that long ago, but still, that's that's a long time. That's
1: ago. That's recent, time. if you ask me. But all right, sure.
0: Um, a oh, year went really fast in my head. Jennifer Kale is the second character that he was. Oh, like. she's cool. Uh, and then last one, I had to look this guy up if I'm being honest. Um, Doc M, the Enchanter. I had no idea who this person was. I He agree. looks like a wizard. He looks like uh, <laughs> I'm not joking. He he looks like Gandalf.
1: A wizard so, came from the moon.
0: Yeah, it was, it, was weird. it was weird. So that's all I had for those. Did you have one more?
1: Wizard. Uh, nope, that's my three.
0: Okay. All right. Well, Good. thank you guys for writing in. Thank you, everyone, that actually answered the community question. Sorry just for time restrictions. We're not going to be able to get to every but one of those. But we'll try and hit everybody's answer for the next episode's community question, which is already up, so you guys can go and answer that if you want to be on the next episode we do have uh, a uh, listener a newer listener actually that sent us a couple emails and as we always love to receive emails and stuff from you guys thank you for writing this in uh, with a couple questions this is well first of all he he didn't identify himself in the first one his name is Aaron. And uh, the first question that Aaron had was uh, the future of Lord of the Rings Clicks. He said, do you think that they will make more Lord of the Rings figures when the new show comes out on Amazon? What do you think, Calder?
1: I'm going to be honest. I, I don't have any hopes that they'll make new figures if it's based on just a TV show, to be to be frank.
0: Yeah, first of all, I didn't even know they were coming out with a new Lord of the Rings TV show. I did know about that, and I'm a little hyped for it, but... Well, I, I, I went and actually looked up this information and watched, information or watched videos from YouTube about this. There is not much information out there about the Lord of the Rings TV show to begin with. Like It's still so new that no one knows what's going on. As far as Heroclix goes, I really don't have high hopes. Um, they probably, if there was a contract for the rights to Lord of the Rings Clix, that has since run out, I'm sure. For sure, yeah. It's, it's been a while, so I don't see anything good coming out of that. But we can always hope. It's not like Lord of the Rings has a ton going on. so. It's if,
1: not the early 2000s anymore, sadly.
0: Yeah. So if WizKids wanted to get contact, whoever they had to contact, and be like, hey, uh, we'd like to make a new set, I'm sure that the people that have the rights to it would be like, oh, yes, free money. Thank you. We would like that. Enjoy. So I guess we'll see. Uh, next question is, is power creep a prevalent thing in hero clicks? Caller.
1: You know, I want to, I'm kind of split on this. I'm 50-50. I'm like, yes, oh, there's so much, it's terrible. But then they make some more simplistic characters that also shine. But I'm just going to say, yeah, power creep is very prevalent in many different ways.
0: I am going to say absolutely it is a thing, but I don't think it's as fast as what some people might think it is. So, if you look at Infinity Challenge and Hyper Time and try to compare those hero clicks to modern hero clicks, obviously, Power Creep is a thing. The stats are not even comparable. You, can't, you basically can't use those figures. So, yeah, Power Creep is a thing, but it has taken 15 years for that to happen. Um, And then I was trying to figure out, like, how far back – if I started right now, how how far back would I have to go before I would say that, oh, man, you can actually still use these figures? And I decided that, yeah, you can actually still go back quite a few years. You can – there are lots of usable characters that came out upwards of even, like, seven years ago, I would say. So, yeah, I just don't think it's as fast as some people might think it is. But in other aspects, you can see, and this might answer a question coming down the line, so I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but when they introduce new mechanics in the game of Heroclix, it's like it breaks the game momentarily sometimes, and then they realize that it is, and then they dial it back real quick, So re- relatively speaking. So an example of that would be when Colossal Retaliation comes out. Colossal re- Retaliation completely changes the game Entirely. And that first generation of characters with Colossal Retaliation were all generally pretty powerful. Like, they did a lot, right? Because we'd
1: never seen it before. It was it got everybody off guard, really.
0: Sure. And then I would say that since then, um, they have made quite a few more characters with Colossal Retaliation. However, their Colossal Retaliation powers are just not as good. So right. I think so, that they're, like, they're trying to dial it back because they're like, oh, man, we, uh, we may have messed up, and this is a little bit too powerful. However, there are still some characters that are coming out that are like, okay, their Colossal Retaliation still is really good, even though they just came out.
1: Right. I mean, like, so there's no Colossal Retaliation that's like the Adam, you know, how he used to be. He's like, I ignore everything, take two damage, whatever. But, you know, still, characters like Carnage and Surter, they hit pretty hard. And their Colossal Retaliation is, is a little nuts. You know, maybe not it Carnage's is. Retaliation, but what he does with it, when he activates it, can be tough. So I'm saying, just because they also make a few bad ones, like Jakar has okay, clause Retaliation, you know, the Frost Giants are like whatever, Action Tokens, you know. Like, some of those are really dialed back, and it's just like, I just, I hit you. It's not big, but there are a few different ones that are definitely arguably better than some of the older Colossals.
0: So second question is if WizKids motivation for having power creep in the game is monetary, is there any different anything different they could do instead to keep players buying the new figures while keeping the older figures competitive?
1: I feel like people want to see just new figures. I mean, me as a person, that's what I want to see. I, I want we all want our favorite characters to be good, right? No one wants to play a bad hulk it's like he doesn't play like the hulk he's weak he hits he doesn't hit as hard he doesn't take as much damage right no one wants to play a bad version of their favorite character so i think if they just keep they make you know the characters you want to see you know but don't don't oversaturate it just like the what if sets and elseworlds where it was like here's seven punishers haha hope you like him you know no give us give us one or two good versions of a character for about a year you know and then just a couple of new ones i don't think power creep is designed like they think oh if we make a character who's really good and i say that and then i go back to what if where they spoil goblin king goblin king we're like whoa he's insane which priorata he was and he's still pretty solid and like people were buying cases of what if trying to get goblin king trying to whatever and then like a week after they nerf him into the ground you know it makes makes you think are they or aren't they i don't know how this works they're crazy people
0: Uh, So I would say if there's anything they could do to keep people buying newer figures, just diversify your sets as much as possible. We don't need your 800th Batman. We don't need your 800th Iron Man. So what's going to make people buy our newer figures is um, I guess they could probably go off of um, the fact that there's newer characters in the comics and in TV shows all the time. Right, And just kind of go off that and keep making those. Now, obviously, every set is going to have to have, like, some flagship characters. Otherwise, it's not going to sell that well. But just diversify as much as they possibly can, and it would really help. Um, Here's something that I noticed, and this was a little aside that I had. So we have a segment. If you are a newer listener, we have a segment on the podcast, and we call it Casual Comparisons, where we pick the same character. It's the same universe, and they at least have to have made three versions, three Heroclix versions of that same character. So uh, Then we review them and pick and vote <laughs> of what is going to be the Dial H official version of that character, which represents them best from the comics and what they do. And I've noticed that even though Heroclix has been going on for 15 years now, The vast majority of the ones that have been chosen, the figures themselves that won casual comparisons, are ones that have been made, usually, within just the past few years. There's been a couple of outliers in there, which um, did actually, even at the time, kind of like, whoa. In my head, I was like, huh, did not expect that, but sure. Um, But generally speaking, yeah, I think that we just kind of tend to pick the newer figures because they are – Power creeping just a little bit. For um, sure, I agree with that. Is there an average amount of time that a figure can remain competitive? And he put in quote or in parentheses outside of modern. For example, how long can I expect my title Thor figure to be playable in the coming years? This is a really good question. It is. So, uh, how viable is this stuff useful later on if there is the assumption of power creep? I would say I would hazard a guess. Probably about five years. I would say there's stuff that you can play now that came out five years ago that you could definitely still play. And it so, at least barely – it, it can still hold up.
1: It it kind of depends. Like how how good was it at the time it came out, right? See, I think about that. Uh, Hammer of Thor, Captain America. He was insanely nuts. People were basically like, oh, he's broken. He, and then he's not necessarily broken today, but he's still really good because he basically ignores everything but indoor walls and blocking, right? So being able to ignore all that stuff makes you a good, you know, makes you a good figure. So for only 72 points, Hammer Thor Captain America, even today's standards is insane, right? Uh, going back, what is it, four years? Weasel. Weasel from the Dipples at plus one to range, attack, and damage when making, like, that's, you know, four years old, but it's, it's still better than trying to afford and get one, that you can only put one on your team, One uh, the other hover chair guy who does the exact same thing for two points less. You know, so there are figures that are are always going to be good. Your title Thor, I think he's an amazing figure. I think he's always going to be good as long as there are characters with the Asgardian keyword in the game. Like, a 19 defense has always really meant something ever since 19 defenses and 12 attacks were ever printed. You know, and, you know, on the... Flip side, there's Green Arrow from the Joker's Wild, who is 40 points, and then almost about a year later, Hawkeye in AEW does the exact same thing with the exact same stats, and he's 10 points less. So uh, who knows, right?
0: It's kind of back and forth, but here's an example. Uh, If you go back to Amazing Spider-Man, which came out in uh, February of 2013, here's some figures that are still actually playable. Ghost Rider, peanut-based Ghost Rider, is still really useful. Yeah. Um, how about Alyosha Craven? How about Brother Voodoo? Like, you can find stuff in older sets, for sure, that are still playable. Now, some of those were definitely meta back in the day, and they kind of aged well because they were so good back then, and the figures that I just mentioned were all meta.
1: Were all pretty broken when they came out.
0: Yeah, so it just, I guess it kind of changes... Uh, Depending on figure to figure, because there's, quite honestly, there's large power gaps between figures within sets. So the stuff that sucked when the set came out, obviously it's always going to suck. But the stuff that was really, really good in a set that came out maybe five years ago, still at least decent. So there you go.
1: And I'll say, even though I love this set to death, I love the Captain America set. I own all of it uh the one from 2011, but pretty much every figure in that set is either overcosted or really bad, except for, like, three of the chases. So, you know, some sets are just, you really can't play them. Like, don't try to play something from Infinity Challenge unless it's, like, a Black Panther who can use that wit for only, whatever, 20-something points, right? So mm-hmm. just be smart when it comes to picking way old stuff.
0: All right, and the last couple of questions he has is, uh, does Power Creep usually come in the form of higher combat values as they release new sets? We'll, we'll we'll break it down. We'll start with that one before I ask the second one. So what do you think?
1: I do not think Power Creep has anything to do with combat values, like the printed combat value.
0: That's weird. I have a completely different viewpoint on that one.
1: Okay. Let's, um, I want to hear that.
0: So I would say that also keep in mind that dials have been shortened over time. So when the game first came out, it actually was not unreasonable to see a dial that was nine or ten clicks long. That was okay, like back then. But the stats were so in the ground, even back then for a lot of characters, that, I mean, if you're coming in swinging with seven attack, you're probably not going to hit. But average defense values were also kind of in the dirt back then, so it kind of balanced itself out. Um, I would say that, you just don't see seven attack values on, like, any figures anymore. If you've noticed over the past few years, and back me up on this one, it's almost like ten attack has become the standard, and then based off of how good they wanted to make the character, it will be either 11 or 12 attack. And then most characters will be, like, nine attack if they're not that good. Nine or maybe eight attack. Back in the day, I mean, there was characters that had six attack too, but there's also characters that had 12 attacks so there was a wider gap. Okay. That gap that gap I think over time has stopped existing as much as it did back in the day so it got to the point where now almost all of your figures on top dial are almost between 9 and probably 11 attack and back in the day they were between like 8 and 12 so there was a, a wider range there
1: you're right I mean, better stats does make a better figure, but let me, let me just go over something really quick, Chris. Alright, XX whatever S 019, the uncommon Cyclops, has an 8 speed, an 11 attack, 17 defense, and a 3 damage. The XXS whatever 052, the super rare Cyclops at 50 points, has an 8 speed, an 11 attack, a 17 defense, and a 3 damage. They have the exact same stats. They both can deal penetrating damage when you call them in. But only one is used for a Colin. Why is that? Because he can shoot through blocking terrain. He also has Perplex and Leadership. I mean, it's his powers that make him good. His stats can be buffed in like many, many different ways. Like both of these Cyclops put a big Tony next to him, they're better. They're swinging for four damage, whatever. It's gonna be penetrating, no matter what. They both have Leadership. They both do penetrating. They both have willpower, for goodness sake. But only one of them is used as a Colin because one ignores hindering terrain and the other shoots through a square blocking. Has all this other free stuff can make a free attack, and those are his powers that make him a better call-in than that figure.
0: Okay, I see your point for sure. Uh, but his question was, does power creep usually come in the form of higher combat values? You say no. No. I would say, I would say sometimes it can. Okay. So, um, and then the second question is, or are there other ways WizKids Kids impl- implements power creep? Uh, so that kind of you kind of answered that question. I did. With, uh, um new powers as well. I would also put traits in there uh, can drastically affect a character's um, a point value as well as their power level for sure. Um, I would say this and I've, I've said this for a really long time now. There are some traits out there that are just so wonky. There is no way that there can be a possible algorithm or point system at WizKids. That they could sit down and be like, oh, let me plug Impossible Man's trait into <laughs> this algorithm and see how much how many points he could be guessed. So I, I'm guessing depending on what the trait is, some of these like point values for these characters have got to be just guessed based on like how convoluted the traits can get sometimes.
1: I can see that.
0: Sometimes the traits are as easy as, oh, this person has stealth like a Black Widow, or this person has Shape Change Plasticity, like a Symbiote. So that could that that could be easily translated into a point cost. But then there's some other stuff out there, like Coal Obsidian trait. Like, how do you put that as a point value? You know what I mean? So, do you have anything to retort on that before we move on?
1: Uh, no. I pretty much covered all I wanted to say, so I think we're good.
0: Okay. Uh, I will I will leave you guys with this. There are a lot of ways that you can actually make older hero clicks usable again if you would so like um but they're all going to be house rules and i've dabbled in this over the years because i have so many older hero clicks and i'm like i really want to use this figure but obviously i can't play it against the newer figures so i have to do something to make it so they're at least kind of viable uh, here's two options that we came up with as house rules that you guys may be able to implement. Uh, keep in mind, a lot of these older figures do not have traits, they do not have special powers, and they do not have special combat symbols that exist like uh, tiny size or indom, etc. So, um, one, look at their base stats and agree that no one ever drops below 10 attack even if it's printed on the dial, 10 attack. They never b- drop below 17 defense. Even if they do on the dial, and they never drop below 3 base damage. Uh, that is something something that we've played with, and it actually makes the characters a lot more useful. So they have if they have longer dials, it almost offsets a little bit the way that they don't have special powers. Uh, another way that we came up with another way that we came up with an ability to play with older hero clicks is just we came up with like this weird um, value of what we thought figures would be worth now, if those same figures were made and then like translated into newer age point values, and we basically came up with if you just take older hero clicks and make them worth about seventy percent the point value of what is printed on the dial, sometimes that can actually make them a lot more viable. Right, so. It's just two ways that we personally came up with. If anybody out there has done something along the same lines so that you don't feel like you're wasting money on older Hero Clicks uh, that you want to tell us about, we would love to hear about it. It might be an interesting way and something that we certainly didn't think about as far as a house rule that made old Hero Clicks usable again. Uh, maybe you've been playing long enough that you just have nostalgic feels about a particular piece. You want to play that piece again and then you realize. Oh, I can't because it's so garbage now that uh I need to fix it. So maybe you uh your friend sat down and was like, "Yeah, no problem. We can house rule this momentarily for this. That's fine." So
1: percent Uh but yeah. Fire Lord is still broken and he came out in Infinity Challenge. Let's just be honest with that.
0: Uh yeah, absolutely. 13 attack with 8 range and 5 damage. Yeah, that was okay.
1: Yeah, totally cool, guys. <laughs> this for less than 100 points this this is fair compared to everything else we've put in this set yep
0: yeah that's how it works duh (laughs) okay uh i don't think i had no that's a lie you know what i did earlier what did you do we completely skipped over something in the news section that i wanted to talk about i'm gonna put this in the podcast show notes as well but i i sent this to you i wanted to talk about it i thought it was super interesting Uh, We had an article from ScreenRant.com. It's titled, 15 Legendary Comic Book Characters Who Got Their Start on TV. This is a bit of a misnomer as far as the title because it's actually TV slash radio. If you actually read this. Yeah, radio. Uh, So just going down the list real quick. uh, Characters that were not introduced in the comics first. John Diggle. I love John Diggle. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady were actually from the 1980s cartoon before they were ever from the comics. Hmm. Uh, Firestar was, uh, if, you, if you're familiar with Spider-Man and, and his, his amazing, amazing friends. friends. Uh, yeah, she yeah. was introduced as a character in that TV show way before she was introduced into the comics. Um, Chloe Sullivan, she was introduced in Smallville. Um, yeah, the Smallville, like she loved Clark, but Clark was always after Lana... Triangle, whatever. Oh, right, not yeah. important. That show did not age well, by the way. Don't go back and watch Smallville. Uh, <laughs> the Wonder Twins. Yeah. Are actually not from the comics originally. Uh, 10 is Herbie, which is Mr. Fantastic's robot. Um, that is from Spider Man and His Amazing Friends as well. Did not know that. Spike, if some of you were big fans of the X Men Evolution, I love this show show, so much. This is a great um, show. Spike was like the equivalent of Marrow. Yeah, he He does. He has the same powers as Marrow. If you're familiar with her, and I didn't understand, I honestly did not understand when I was watching this show when I was growing up. I'm like, why don't they just use Marrow instead of introducing this new character? Because it's the same power. Um, uh, Livewire, school.
1: Come on, don't.
0: don't. I mean, he I, he was, but I was just didn't make any sense. Livewire uh, is actually from Batman: The Animated Series, ah. uh, which is a female with like lightning powers. One that really surprised me was Green Hornet. Uh, he had
1: a whatever before a comic show.
0: Green Hornet did not have a – well, I mean, I guess it was kind of a show. If you consider a radio drama from 1936 as a show. Oh, jeez. Then, yes, he sure did. Um, Morph from the X-Men animated series. I did know this one. This one for sure I did know because they never really brought him into the comic books as the same character that they had him from the TV show. Um, and even in this article, it does say that the writers of the TV show wanted to set the, like the, the stage real early on in the X-Men TV show by killing off an X-Men. So you knew that Jeez. the stakes were pretty wow. high. So the writers introduced Morph as a character.
1: And then they, so they uh, unintroduced him via yeah. gun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they made him just so they could kill him. Um, but a version of Morph was introduced in the comic books later in Exiles. And that ended Does up he being die? a very, um, fantastic storyline. I don't remember him dying. Maybe he did. But I do remember them fighting an evil version of Hyperion, which was awesome. Cool. Jimmy Olsen is number five. Really? Uh, yeah. Huh. So he was on the radio show The Adventures of Superman in 1940 before he was introduced into the comics. Uh, here's one, that, and as we get closer to one, I think a lot of these, these last four, you very well might have known this. Number four is Terry McGinnis. Batman Beyond okay, was yeah. a TV show. That one makes sense. Uh, Agent Phil Coulson oh, is my number man. three. Yep, uh, definitely introduced him in the MCU way before they introduced him into the comics. Number two is X-23, another X-Men Evolution character that was introduced before she was made into the comics. And last but not least, one that most people know.
1: Have you guessed it?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was from the Batman animated series before. So there you go. I did – I forgot. I don't know why I forgot to mention that, but uh, this whole article, I thought it was a really cool article and pretty interesting. Uh, this is definitely not anywhere close to a comprehensive list
1: of oh, characters.
0: No. It's
1: a cool little top top 15, though. I can do it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I liked it a lot. But there are some other characters out there that I think probably deserved a, a nice little mention, but they entirely forgot to put them on there. I would say uh, Felicity Smoke as well, since John Diggle got mentioned Felicity was actually in the Arrowverse, was not even supposed to be that big of a character. And if you look in season one, she had a major, major like background role. And then right. she, went, she went over so well that they brought her to the forefront and put her with Oliver before they introduced her into the comics. So oh. that's what happens. Nice. All right. Well, that's all that I have now officially. That's a podcast. Oh, that's... That, that's a podcast, folks. All right, Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter at DialH4HeroClicks. That is the number four on Facebook. Just search DialH4HeroClicks. Or if you would like to send us an email like Aaron did, you can always send it to DialH4HeroClicks at gmail.com. We don't have any birthdays this week, so if you have someone in your life, you yourself or a player, a judge at your local venue, you want to give a birthday shout-out to on the podcast, let us know who it is, when their birthday is, and we'll give them an official DialH4HeroClicks Arabian birthday. That's all I got.
1: I'm going to do a quick shout-out to uh, Ruben. Blah, blah, Ruben William Jr. Torres, I believe is how you say it. Anyway, he wants to shout-out He's awesome, really cool Marvel Strike Force alliance. So he's been playing the game every day, four months since we first recommended it. His alliance is the Volcanic Cartel, so I'm just going to do that. And he's like, let's make a Balish alliance someday. I'm like, okay. But yeah, Doctor Chris. Volcanic but all right.
0: cartel. All right.
1: All right. There's all there's right. my one shout out uh, for the week, and if we're good, then we're good. Is oh. If he's that, if
0: he's if he's shouting out his, uh, mine is what is it? The Ultron Endgame. All, all separate words.
1: We're in the Endgame now.
0: We don't like to brag, but we're kind of a big deal on Marvel Strike.
1: Wars. Oh jeez. Uh, <laughs>
0: All right, that's all I got. Thank you all for tuning in. Hi,
1: I'm Chris Burton. This is a Marvel Strike Force podcast. No, I'm Calden This has been Dialage for HeroClicks. As a reminder, we're brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest HeroClix singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails.